Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator from IndieWire's The Playlist, Rodrigo Perez. Um, we're going to start with the trailer, right? Yeah, let's watch the trailer. If you guys haven't seen it, we'll refresh your memory. Uh, everybody, this is Sophie Williams. Scene student from the UK. Make her welcome. In fact, Sophie, why don't you play something for us as a way to introduce yourself to the class? I just haven't really prepared anything. Uh, it doesn't matter. Just a way of <laughs> saying hi. Yeah, I've been wanting to come out to the States for ages. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to actually do what you want to do. We just have to make sure that you're choosing. One day you'll be free. You don't seem as young as you actually are. Close your eyes. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathe in and out. In and out. Um, let's uh, introduce uh, Felicity Jones and director Drake Doremus to the stage. Hello. Hello. All right, let's start. Um, there's so many, so many places to start. There's so much. Uh, I love the music in this film. It's so emotionally expressive in a way that I'm watching the trailer and I'm right back to where you place the viewer. Um, what, uh, what was the inspiration to tell this story and direct this film? Well, I mean, it, it definitely started with the music um, by virtue of working with Dustin on Like Crazy. He, he's such an incredible composer. I first heard his work in Sofia Coppola's film, Marie Antoinette, and uh, a lot of the pieces in the movie were, were written before the movie was even made and inspired certain scenes and sequences and the tone, the mood, and the world. And then also wanting to work with Felicity again and custom tailoring and writing a role for her again and wanting to do something different than Anna much darker, more mysterious character. So those two things were the catalysts for the film. Uh, and, and, and Felicity, for you, you know, music is a big part, but were you given music early? Like, did you, how did, how did you get involved into the, obviously you know Drake from the last film, which is terrific if you guys haven't seen it, but uh, did you, how did you use the music at all to inform the performance? Yeah, I mean, it was quite intimidating at first when Drake said, uh, so I've written this film, and you have to be a concert pianist. Like, great. <laughs> Where do I start? Um, so, Drake, I remember you actually sent me a couple of tracks that um, Dustin had actually composed 
just to give uh, give me an idea of the mood of the film. And I remember listening to those and just really liking that kind of melancholy tone in them. And then um, <clears throat> and then with the piano, I, I worked really closely with a coach who was this amazing concert pianist um, who, who taught me to look like I could play the piano. So it was a little bit of my skill and a, a lot of her skill. Well, you, you could have fooled me. You could, I'm sure you could have fooled some of the audience. I honestly thought you'd maybe at least done like piano growing up or something. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Drake's like, yes. We survived. Yes, that's good. Um, is, it, is that odd? Because in most cases, you don't have the music beforehand when you've done the film, right? You have a, a screenplay, you have a director, and that's it, right? Yeah, I mean, the music in the film really was a character in the film, so uh, we really needed to have a lot of it on hand, and we had it for playback during a lot of the scenes. We, you know, we always listen to music on set and think about it, but really in creating this sort of tone poem in a way, the music was going to be such a character. Um, and how much of it is uh, written and how much of it is improvised? Because I know improvisation is a, 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 a significant part of your work, right? Yeah, yeah, we kind of did it a little bit differently than we did like crazy, actually. On, on this film, we, we had a really, really specific outline that uh, was written by Ben York Jones and I, who's an incredible outline and writer. Uh, and we wrote about 65 pages, backstory, plot points, character, all that good stuff. And then in the rehearsal process, we kind of worked the scenes out and then did an enormous amount of improv on set and then went back into the edit room and had about two-thirds of a movie and then realized we needed to really kind of bring it together with structure. So we actually wrote scenes. Ben actually wrote about six or seven scenes. We went back and shot for three more days and then plugged them in. So the movie was shot almost about seven months apart, actually, which is a really cool way to do it because you can just keep writing and keep finding the characters and keep finding the story. So it was really fun to do as opposed to like crazy, which is, was done in such a vacuum for about three and a half weeks and then it was over. You usually don't have the luxury to go back seven yeah. months later. But when you're improvising as much as we are, it, things kind of take a turn and they grow and they change organically and you kind of have to go back and, and keep tinkering with it until it's right, which is such a fun way to work. Right. Um, Felicity, what, what's your ex experience on that? Um, you, you obviously worked with Drake in the last film and you guys uh, improvised, but how is it different And working with this new cast, Guy and Amy, people that you hadn't worked with last time? Well, um, yeah, I mean, every it felt very, very different from the last film, obviously, because it's a completely new set of people. So each person brings a different way of working in a sense. Um, but it was it was I mean, as ever with Drake, it's always just very relaxed. And I think that's why actors enjoy working with him, because you feel like you can take risks and you can try things out and and you won't hopefully won't embarrass yourself. Um, and so immediately we all felt very comfortable with each other. We had a week's rehearsal where we all sat and did some of the scenes and talked about the story. And, and, and I think the main objective with that was for us all to get comfortable with each other and get to know each other. Um, did you do that on location too? Because I feel like um, the locations almost cover a character as well. Yeah, very much so. Um, we did do a good amount of work on the house, which is a, which is a character in the film as well. But um, unfortunately, we couldn't get into it because uh, they were dressing it and redoing it. So we were in this, this, this loft in Brooklyn for about a week. We, we took over this, this person's apartment and we rehearsed in there primarily. <laughs> randomly. Yeah, randomly. <laughs> but even, is it, it's like upstate or something, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we shot in Seacliff, Oyster Bay, mostly Long Island, a little bit of Staten Island. But, you know, it's supposed to be upstate, exactly. Yeah, there's a, that, that's 
there's a, a wonderful mood to that. Just incredible. The, I mean, being there in the summer and just the weather and the summer rains and the mood and the leaves and the tree. It's just such an incredible energy and mood. And the earthquake. There was an earthquake. Oh yeah, which there was, was an pretty earthquake. scary. And there was a hurricane. That? And a hurricane. So that added to the uh, emotion and yeah, it was crazy intensity of the film. Um, maybe we should show a clip. How long uh, have you lived in your house? Uh, it's uh, 16 years, right? Yeah, 16 years. How long have you been married? 17 years. Fell in love, met Lauren, got a house, got married. <laughs> Became a teacher. Yeah, yeah. The house we couldn't pass up. I got that in foreclosure. It was so cheap. We would have stayed in the city, but that house was, was yeah. beautiful. So. Well, good for you. I mean, everybody we know is getting divorced. We've been to six divorce parties in the past few months. There's no fights. a very nice way of saying goodbye. And sometimes the best man and the maid of honor come and they separate them and, you know. She sounds beautiful. It's a good thing you're a good cook. (laughs) I'm not, I buy. (laughs) Well, I have a girl come to the house once a week and she makes everything and we freeze it, yeah. It's just, it's so simple. I have all these frozen squab. (laughs) 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 I think... No. Although you got a very attractive young lady over there staying with you. Wow. <laughs> How's that going? She's cute. Yeah, it's good. Ever make you think twice? <laughs> Not that I'm looking, but... Oh, it'd be nice to be young again. Um... I love the the struggle that uh, guy's going through there, just mostly on his face. The, even yeah. this, even this guy doesn't have to be saying any of this, and he's still got his own. We, we were just discussing out of context. Like, the scene seems lecherous almost in many ways, uh, but it's you know it's obviously not in the film. But yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, guy's such an incredible actor and chameleon, and and uh, you know he was improvising a good amount of the dialogue in a foreign dialect, something he'd never done before. He'd never even improvised in a film before, so. He deserves a tremendous amount of credit for embracing the, the process and, and, and really becoming the character. Did, did you ever have to, Felicity, did you ever have to uh, be, uh, because you, you've worked with Drake, you know that the process, and you've got two new actors, at least, well, three new main actors who haven't worked in that process before. Did you ever have to communicate or, oh, this is how it's done? <laughs> um. What, sort of be a teacher? Yeah, or be the go-between sort of thing. I know what he's talking about. Yeah, do this. No, don't. Um, Actually, no, they were all so amazing at it. I mean, they just were so... I think it's a lot of actors, even in scripts that are, you know, fully scripted, there's a lot of improvisation. I think a lot of people are actually more used to doing it than than you might think. And and they're all extraordinary actors. Yeah, so they all seem to take to it quite easily. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Kyle and Amy, and I mean, you've got Alex Wentworth. I mean, everyone's so improvisational. Um, let's talk about uh, music and character, how they work together um, at the beginning of the trailer, so there is some context. Um, the beginning of the trailer, as you guys saw, he's like, play something for me. And she's like, I'm not ready. And she plays this, and there's this whole dialogue that's going on there that she does um, just by playing as a sort of you know, fuck you. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? How that, how that, how that took shape? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the movie really is about 
breaths in a sense and between the musical movements and between the characters there's so much that's unsaid and there's so much that's going on between uh, Guy's character and Felicity's character throughout the course of the movie that sort of re the guy sort of rediscovers his passion and what he's really on this earth to do and really all about and she sort of brings that out in him so it's really a romantic tale in a way about rediscovering your passion for what you do in life in a sense and and um as opposed to some sort of, you know, uh, younger woman, older man story. I mean, that's the context and the simplicity of it. But really, at the end of the day, it's so much more complex. Mm -hmm. um, it, was, it, was it hard for, for you guys as the actors to play those moments that are, like, really, like, a lot of internal life going on, a lot of um, internal dialogue without dialogue, emotional uh, dialogue, sort of? Yeah, I, I think um, that's something I always like in films is is when um, when emotions are communicated without dialogue and and I feel like this film there there is a lot that they can't say to each other. I think they're two characters who just have um, an understanding of each other. They have an empathy, and it's that connection that people often have that um, that that you can't really explain, you know. And I think. Um, that was important in, in the film to show that it's, even though there's an age gap between them and they're, they're very different people, there's just this sort of, there's a connection. Um, what was uh, both of your, I'm sure they're different, but uh, biggest challenges um, for you be, besides playing, learning how to fake piano? <laughs> um, I think that was the number one challenge was, yeah, making it look like it could play Beethoven's ninth sonata which would actually take you about 15 years to learn um and uh i think I, the challenge for me and the, and what we wanted to do was to make sophie uh, uh to bring out a, a someone who was quite troubled and and she's she there's a there's a lot of anger in her and and i i like that about her when i read her you know she's not instantly likable you you have to you have to work with her a little bit and i quite like the challenge of that Drake, what, what were your biggest challenges in, in uh, making this one? Gosh, I mean, I think just just it, like it always is, it's really difficult when you when you have an outline as specific as it is, and as 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 much as we can get in there, it's just scenes just sometimes either work right away or they take forever to work. So we'd go in, and sometimes the the most difficult scene that I'm worried about just suddenly just starts working, and then we've got it. And other times, scenes that are, you know, one-eighth of a page take four hours to do because they're just not working. We have to rethink them or reshoot them on a different day. So I think just the process is just, you know, constantly really hard. But what it does yield is really beautiful and truthful performances because they're unhinged and they're, and they're very, you know, uh, open. But it, I think that that process has gotten me to the point where I'm, you know, starting to think about doing it a little bit differently. But it's so exciting but also really stressful. Yeah, um, the the intimacy and, and naked sort of moments in the in the, in the movie are quite uh, quite something, as you say. Um, will you always work like that? Is there like is there pressure like that? Could you keep working like that all the time? I mean, I think that there's there's a hybrid version that, that will always be there for me. Uh, you know, I think I'm gravitating towards more scripted material because it is exciting to think of it already on the page working, and then you can go ahead and play with it and change it and make it better as you go. But the idea of not having dialogue on the page is stressful for us, but, but it's, it's been such a fun way to work. It's just, you're almost working backwards. You're almost writing the movie in the edit room, like a documentary, and you're just shooting as you're going. But this movie was really special because 
because Guy and Felicity had such a different energy together than Anton and Felicity did. So it really just felt like a totally different world that we were in. Did you have to, to read them together at first for chemistry? Uh, no, I mean, we, I called you and I was meeting with actors and I said, well, who do you like? And she really liked well, Guy. And Brad, Brad Pitt wasn't available. Yeah, Brad Pitt. So, we know. didn't we <laughs> put him out. <laughs> yeah. Or as Guy yeah. would say, uh, 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 Hugh Jackman wasn't available. Yeah. But you guys didn't have a chemistry test because, I mean... Could you imagine if no, you they met? Um, they met the first day it's of rehearsal. called acting. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, okay, you fooled me. <laughs> uh, yeah, they met like a week before we started shooting. I mean, it was pretty quick. Um, let's, let's watch the second clip. It's funny that it took you to bring me here. I've lived here for 20 years. <laughs> You've never been here. I've been past it, but I've never actually come down here. Why? So I haven't had a reason to. Oh, it'd be nice not to have to go back at all, wouldn't it? It's so hard to actually do what you want to do. I was just going to say, it's funny that we... That you're so... You feel so constrained by what you think are options and what are not options. I don't know, it's hard to know how to be, f like, truly free. And whether that's even a good thing. Maybe boundaries are there for a good reason. Structure. Sound like a teacher. There's only really one thing that makes me happy. Wait. It's true. <laughs> Obviously, that's the comedic break in the film right there. You guys, no, honestly, you guys have dynamite chemistry. I mean, you guys are seeing this out of context, but... God, it's just killing me already. I'm 100% honest. Um, structure versus improv, uh, which one do you prefer? Um, I think it, de it depends on the filmmaker. And if, uh, obviously, you wouldn't want to do improvisation with just anyone. Uh, no, it has to be with the right, it has, to be, it has to be with the right person. You can tell me if he's not good at it, you know. <laughs> he's he's wonderful. Um, yeah, it depends. It totally depends on the story you're trying to tell. Um, we should take some questions from the audience. Do you like drama? Because this is this is very romantic in a way, but it's it's also got like intense drama. I I just wanted to know that. Do I do I like drama myse myself? Uh, yeah, I do. In terms of the kinds of films I like to see or. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, I love, yeah, I love a good story. I, I can tell this is very well made. You're a great actress. Oh, thank you. Hi, how are you guys? Thanks for coming out. Um, Thanks for having us. I'm just wondering how long um, 
Well, first of all, I, I really enjoyed like crazy. I always describe it as uh, an emotional punch. At the, it feels like a punch in the face because of the connection you know you create oh, and because of um, directing. But uh, yeah, so for breathe in, I'm wondering how long uh, you shot for originally because I know you said re you reshot for three days. And I remember like back in 2011 working as an extra. It was like the end of the summer and it was one of those rainy days. So I was waiting you know for a while. Uh, oh, I was following. Awesome. The You're yeah. in the film. Well, I mean, I don't know. It was just in the back. It was That's one of the high school great. scenes. That's fucking great. What scene are you in? <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was in one of the high school scenes, but... Um, awesome. <laughs> I'm got to figure <laughs> that out. Um, but yeah, you know, I had worked on it. I, was, I liked Like Crazy a lot, and I was following the film, so I was waiting. Oh, man, you know, that's so was... cool, man. What's your name, man? <laughs> Dan. Dan? Dan, yeah, Dan Grove. Yeah, nice to yeah. meet you, man. Yeah, that's you so too. cool. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for coming. Um, well, yeah, we shot, I mean, as, you know, you were on set. We shot in the school for about a week. Uh, we were at the house for about a week and a half. I mean, total, we had about four weeks. I remember a guy had to leave in the middle to go to Venice to go promote Mildred Pierce. So he left for two days and then came back, which was kind of crazy. But we shot for a very short amount of time, four weeks, and then we took six months, edited, wrote a few scenes, wrote about six or seven scenes that we knew we wanted to plug in between the material we had. And then we came back to New York, shot for three days, two or three days, three days, I think. And that was it. So, But it was a long process. It's like making a documentary. I mean, that's why it takes so long for... You know, took so long for this movie to come out. And by the time we were at Sundance, we missed one Sundance, and then we went to the next one. I mean, it's just, it's just, a, it's like making a doc almost because you really are just trying to shoot real life scenarios and real life situations, and then you go into the edit room and you gotta, you gotta really write it and find it. Because I mean, for instance, that reservoir scene that we just showed. I mean, we had hours and hours of material and dialogue that we ended up getting down to like a three or four minute scene. So, it's a difficult process. Hi, Troy Kenfalleri. Nice to see you. Hello. I, I was just wondering how it worked uh, to be with a director like Guy Pearce himself. Does he wear two hats of actor and a director, and do you take inputs from him from that point of view, or how it works? Um, Guy has no input. He's a robot. Um, no, Guy is an incredibly thoughtful human being and actor, and I mean, like I said, I mean, he'd never improvised in his life. So him coming to this project, I think he was, he was scared, but also excited to, to play and experiment. And he's a musician, so he really liked the idea of sort of jamming and making this character and creating this. But, I mean, yeah, he just very intellectual, very smart, very thoughtful. I mean, we had just so many conversations. I, I feel like we had so many more conversations about what was going on with Guy than we did with Anton. I mean, a lot of those scenes, we just really talked about the emotional context and then just dove in and then worked on it. Whereas with Guy, we'd spend just hours talking about what's going on in the scene and the context and what's, you know, it, yeah, he's just really an incredibly smart guy. And, and I'd say Guy fully immerses himself, doesn't he, in, in the character and the story. You know, he completely... He, he sort of changes for that time that, that you're shooting. There's an intensity to him on set. He's a very, like fun-loving, funny, goofy, relaxed person. Then when he's in the moment and he's in character, there's an intensity to him that is really, really uh, amazing to watch and be around. I'd like to um, hear more about your story, about your prospect of, of your personal, personal prospect um, to be here in America. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, something that people find when you come from all over the world and you come to America. You know, it's a place that we've all grown up watching on films and TV programs. So when you're here, you always feel like you have to pinch yourself. You feel like you're in a movie, just walking down the street. Um, but I've always loved coming here. I think it's what mo a lot of people find. You suddenly feel like 
actually breathe. It's weird. You feel like you can breathe because all the sort of constraints that you have back at home and uh, don't seem to apply here sometimes, you know, that you are very much taken um, as you are, which I really like in a way that England is very different in that there's sort of different rules and, and ways of being and, and there's something very freeing about being an English person in the States. Okay. Hi, how are you doing? Um, defense director. The Cheers, man. <laughs> how are you doing? Did the, um, did, with the, the same with Ali, the act, you know, Ali? Yeah, yeah, Ali Bummer. Yeah. Were you trying to make them seem like the marriages were exhausted? They like seemed, what was exhausted? Their marriages were exhausted. They were just like, uh 17 yeah, years, oh my God, retired. Could someone? Yeah, I think, I think one thing we were really interested in examining was the grayness of marriage. Not that, that, that it was exhausted and done and it had failed or that it was bad. And not that it was, that it was like it was at the beginning. I mean, that's, that's I think, the difficulty of, of sometimes, you know, being in a long-term relationship is you have to sort of balance that understanding that, that, that these people are just, they're just safe. You know, they're, 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 not, they're not taking risks and they're not pushing themselves as human beings. They're just sort of floating along. And I think that's interesting, you know, the, sort of the interesting thing about where Guy is in, 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 in his life in the, in the film. Felicity comes and really changes his world. Yeah, I mean, it just, you know, reawakens him to, to a part of himself that he had sort of forgotten. All right. Thank you so much for coming out. Um, let's thank, thank Jake and Felicity. And thank cheers, you very guys. much. Guys, thank cheers. you guys for coming. <laughs>